dearly beloved, we come and are gathered here today on the 13th day of April, the year of our Lord, 2023, to celebrate the death of Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder, as we know him, is dead. Dead. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We did it. We did it. If you've been living under a rock, if you are listening to this and saying, who's dead, Jacob? What, what, what happened? How did the... Well, let me explain what has happened. Let me just read this tweet from Sportico. Sportico is the page. Their bio on Twitter says they are a high-quality digital content company providing sports industry, breaking news, data, information, strategies, leadership, and insight. I'd say that they're pretty, you know, reputable. They've broken big stories before in the world of sports, combined with business, and the transaction of an NFL team would count as both sports and business. Exclusive, Dan Snyder has reached an agreement in principle to sell the commanders for $6 billion to a group led by Philadelphia 76ers co-owner Josh Harris. Harris Group includes billionaire Mitchell Rails and former NBA star Magic Johnson. A little later on, Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, at Rapsheet on Twitter, tweeted this. Sources, Commander's owner Dan Snyder and 76ers and New Jersey Devils owner Josh Harris have now reached an agreement on a sale to Harris Group for $6.05 billion dollars. For all those who don't know what that number means, it's $6 billion, $50 million. It is not exclusive and is not signed, but Harris appears to have won the bidding and a finalized sale is expected if all goes well. Noting that Steve Apostolopoulos is still somewhat in the group or in the running to buy the team, but I would honestly be so stunned I don't even know what to say. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, it's over. It's over. We are ding. I don't even know what to say. Ding dong, the witch is dead. We are free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. I don't even know. I, I, this is raw. What I'm, you know, coming on here to say because I really, I don't know. What does it, it's, this is, this is a live sort of reaction, even though, it, you know, eventually I'm going to, you know, upload it. You know, it's not being streamed live or anything, but it's over. It's, it, it, Dan Snyder owning my favorite NFL team is over. And I don't, I, listen, I hate a lot of teams in pro sports. I hate the Dallas Cowboys. I hate the New York Mets. I hate the Phillies and the Braves and the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants, uh, I hate the Patriots, uh, I hate the Pittsburgh Penguins, and uh, I hate a lot of teams, man. I hate the Boston Celtics, I hate everything to do with Boston and Philadelphia, really, but I hate a lot of those teams. But 
I wouldn't wish any of my friends who are fans of those teams or even my worst enemies the privilege or lack of privilege of having Dan Snyder own your favorite team. Listen, most of you listening may not even know what that's like. Let me just tell you, it is what do prisoners do? They get handcuffed and brought to a jail cell, you know, and they basically have to sit there for the rest of their lives and just rot in a jail cell. Kind of what this felt like. Just my whole life to this point has been Dan Snyder holding me hostage. I cannot tell you the last... I've never bought any merchandise without feeling a little bit guilty. Like, well, this money that I just spent on this jersey is going to Dan Snyder, who is the modern-day football equivalent of Hitler. I'm supporting him. I'm funding him. Makes me feel like a terrible person myself. And... There's that. You just feel like you're being held hostage, like you tune in every Sunday to watch your favorite team play football, and at the end of the day, you just... that It's not just that they lose, and the Commanders have lost a lot during the Dan Snyder era. It's the way they lose. I mean, they just find new and inventive ways to lose, and it's just, it's just losing like you've never seen it before. Literally. It's losing like you could never imagine. Watching Dan Snyder, uh, Dan Snyder's Redskins or slash Commanders slash Washington Football Team. The final numbers are in, ladies and gentlemen. The Washington Commanders during the Dan Snyder era won 164 games, lost 220 games, tied two games, postseason record of two and six. Three different nicknames slash monikers slash mascots, Redskins football team, now the Commanders. So they've had three different mascots slash brands and two playoff wins. Only one coach went to the playoffs multiple times while being employed by Dan Snyder, and that is the man who can do almost no wrong, Joe Gibbs, uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer, and the last coach in the NFL to actively coach while being in the Hall of Fame as a coach. He's the only guy that Dan Snyder had to go to the playoffs multiple times. Norv Turner went once. Uh, Marty Schottenheimer never went. Steve Spurrier never went. Coach Gibbs went twice. Jim Zorn never went. Mike Shanahan went once. Jay Gruden went once. Ron Rivera once. Now, Gruden and Rivera have come close to going a second time. But never have they. And Rivera's not going to go to the playoffs next year. And even if he does, it won't count as Dan Snyder doing it. So there's that. They won two playoff games. They had three different names in 24 seasons. That tells you all you need to know. A franchise that at the time Dan Snyder bought it led the league in total attendance for home games. Had one of the most passionate fan bases in all of sports, frankly. That is, and Dan Snyder bought the team and has deduced it to the least attended home stadium in the league and one of the most apathetic fan bases in all of sports. Dan Snyder did that. He turned one of the most passionate fan bases and made them completely apathetic. So for you fans out there listening to this that never bought any merchandise, never, you know, supported the team, never went to a game, 
I honestly salute you. I think this is your victory. You did this. You hit his pockets. You affected his bottom line, and you made it hurt where it hurts the most for rich people. It just hurt. It just kicked him right in the wallet. That's how you take these guys down. That's how you take them down. You just take their money away, or you just don't give them money. Right? You just don't give it to them. And I salute those. I salute Josh Harris and Mitchell Rails and Magic Johnson for doing it. You guys have slayed the boogeyman. You know, from the beginning, when Dan said he was going to, you know, sell the team. Back in mm, November, I think it was, when they announced they're, they're exploring avenues to sell the team. At first, I was elated. I was like, oh my gosh, they're selling the team. I was like, oh my god. And then I came back down to earth. And I was like, hold on, this is Dan Snyder we're talking about. He could pull an Uno reverse on us and just be like, ha just kidding. I'm actually not. I was just playing, y'all. In the back of my head, I thought he was going to do that. I never really let myself believe. You can listen to past podcasts. There's a chance that I might have had some confidence at one point. But in the back of my head, I was so nervous that he's just going to pull the rug out from under us. Grant and Danny on uh, 106.7, the fan said it best. It was like we immediately just hid under our beds because the boogeyman was out and about. And we were just worried he was going to come and get us. Like we're just not safe yet from the boogeyman. He's still coming to get us. And I thought that too. I really did. I thought, okay, well, it's only so much you can get excited about because you know what? He's still out there. He's still going to get us. And then you hear that, oh, he's cleared out of the facility. Oh, he hasn't been to a home game in, you know, what, forever. Oh, you know, he, um, excuse me, he uh, is bought a house. He's listed his official residence in London. How many NFL owners do that? You know, put their, I heard all of that. And I still just, what, what if? What if this is all just a big ruse and we're just all-time suckers for believing that Dan Snyder could actually sell this team? But I believe, I mean, it's, it's over. I am on, I am on 100% a belief. I, there's nothing that can change my mind now. I believe. I believe. It's happened. It is happening, folks. All of you out there that are Redskins fans or Commanders fans or whatever you want to call them, through the commanders, but if you still hold on to the past nicknames, not my fault, but if you do, congratulations. This is our super. We have won the offseason because a lot of offseasons are huge for organizations. They get rid of a bad coach. They get rid of a bad player that's really hurting their team. A lot of stuff happens, right, that can change the... But if you have a bad owner that's so bad that you have zero faith that they can actually turn anything around. You can't get rid of the owner. But we just did. We just got rid of the boogeyman. He's gone. Ladies and gentlemen, he can't hurt us anymore. Don't you understand that? He is gone. He can't hurt us anymore. Josh Harris is here. He is Come so that we may have football life. Oh my God. 
Oh, I just, I can't believe it. It's a day I never thought would come. Let me just, okay. Since I'm just rambling now. And if you're still listening to this point, you're either a real fan of the program or you just really want to hear me talk about Dan Snyder. Either way, glad that you are still listening about 12 and a half minutes in. Um, Listen, when, let me just give you a brief synopsis of my time supporting uh, this team. So I became a fa- I've been a lifelong fan, but I really started paying attention when I was, I don't know, uh, 12, 13 years old. It was the McNabb year. And, you know, I had heard all these things about Dan Snyder sucks, blah, blah, blah. Didn't really know, whatever. You know, still root for the team. Like, hey, one of these days, Dan's got to get it right, right? You know, he's got to get, he's got to figure it out at some point. Well, so... My first year, that's the year they got Donovan McNabb. It was Mike Shanahan's first year. There was so much hope and just so much like, oh my gosh, you got Donovan McNabb. What it, it, at the time, people were saying he could be a Hall of Famer one day. And um, that year, the Redskins went 6-10. and 10, And everything changed for me that first year when I was watching. It was Sunday night or Monday night football. It was week 10 or 11, middle of the season. And we're playing the Philadelphia Eagles at home on Monday night. And it's a huge season's on the line with the game. And we had already beaten the Eagles in Philly earlier in the season. So it wasn't like a slam dunk we were going to lose. We thought, well, there's a chance we could win. Earlier that day, Dan Snyder and Tweedledum, our, our ex-GM Bruce Allen, gave uh, at McNabb a extension. They gave him a contract extension. Um, I don't know what Donovan earned to... Uh, you know, did to earn it, uh, but they gave him a, uh, what was it, a five-year, I think, $78 million extension, um, and he'd get a $10 million bonus if he was not cut or traded at the end of the 2010 season. So they gave him this big extension. They got the Eagles. It's a huge game. They need it if they want to keep their season really going, and a play into the second quarter, the Redskins were down 35 to nothing. 35 nothing. They ended up losing 59 to 28. They gave up an 88-yard touchdown on the the first play of the game. Like I said, it's not just losing. It was the way they lost. I mean, you're getting just bulldozed at home by a division rival against Michael Vick who was in prison 2 years before that game. Donovan McNabb who is a former Eagle who had just gotten extended by five years that day against a quarterback who was in prison a year and a half before. We were losing, at one point, 35 nothing a play into the second quarter. Folks, that's just a microcosm. There's a great article. I'm going to go through it. I'm not going to read word for word. But John Keim, staff, uh, veteran staff writer for ESPN who's been covering the Redskins slash Commanders forever, he wrote a timeline of Dan Snyder. And I, this is really what I want everybody to listen to, um, if you're out there listening. 1999, Dan Snyder buys the team for $800 million. Franchises, uh, the other uh, owners vote 31 nothing to let Dan Snyder in. Snyder says it's a lifelong dream. He's a, li- he's a diehard fan of the Redskins, always has been. He's not focused on the money. He's focused on 
you know, winning and wanting to deliver a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, when he wins a Super Bowl and they put the names on the trophy, he wants to put his father's name on the trophy. Uh, so that's May 26, 1999. That's day one of this dictatorship. Uh, not even two months later, Snyder fired 25 team employees, most of whom were in the business or public relations department. Um, he stated about a week after the sale was approved, telling all his team employees on the football and business side that he would keep them. But then less than a couple months later, he fired 25 of them, and then he forced Charlie Casserly, longtime GM, Super Bowl architect Charlie Casserly, to resign. Um, he was forced out, um, and eventually he forced Norv Turner out, but we'll get to that. Uh, later on in the season, the 99 season, Snyder's first season, the Redskins win or 10 games. They go 10 and 6. They win the NFC East for the first time in eight years. And Snyder's management style was re- sort of revealed during the season. At one point, he informed defensive coordinator Mike Nolan about his dislike for vanilla defense. And Nolan said that Snyder left a gallon of Baskin-Robbins ice cream on his desk one time with a, with a note on it that said, this is what I like, not vanilla. Sort of, you know, taking a subtle jab. I can just picture Dan Snyder in his office afterwards just patting himself on the back. That was good, Dan. That was good, Dan. That was good. So, anyway, they go to the playoffs. They actually win a playoff game. That doesn't matter. They end up, you know, going home in the first round. Um, and the next off season, I think it's June of 2000, Snyder wraps up all of his, you know, he, he goes out and gets Deion Sanders. He goes and gets Bruce Smith, Mark Carrier, Jeff George at quarterback, Andre Reed. They draft LeVar Arrington and Chris Samuels. Um, he sort of tries to buy a championship, builds the super team, um, they move to a new facility, and the Redskins become the first team to charge admission into training camp. $10 to park, $10 to enter. Scouts from other teams had to pay to attend practice, and players and coaches of other teams said they knew what was coming when all this was happening. Yeah, they knew he's eventually going to, something's going to happen. And then during the season, the Redskins start 7-6, and six. They had lost three of their last four heading into a 7-6 and six record, and Snyder fires Norv Turner. Three of those four losses, they lost by a combined six points. <laughs> and so Snyder fires Norv Turner. He talks behind everybody's back, wanting to hire uh, Pepper Rogers, the old, old uh, UCLA coach. And then um, he, he wanted to actually make him like the coach during the season, kind of what Jim Irsay did with... Uh, 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 Jeff Saturday, but instead they assistants threatened to quit, so Snyder was like, all right, well, I'll just give it to Terry Rabisky. So then he hires Marty Schottenheimer, gives him full authority over football operations. They give a couple of uh, picks to the Chiefs, whatever. Uh, Schottenheimer, the month before he got hired, he was, on, he was on ESPN, and he said, I can never work for an owner like Dan Snyder. Well, then he goes and gets hired by Dan Snyder. Schottenheimer... He's the new boss. He goes and fires Vinny Serrato, who is a favorite of Snyder's family. And the Redskins actually win eight of their last 11 games to go 8-8 eight and eight, uh, after they start 0-5 in Schottenheimer's first year. But Schottenheimer ends up uh, 
firing, getting fired by um, Snyder. And, it, and Snyder also fires director or vice president of player personnel, John Schneider, who ended up becoming the GM of the Seahawks. Day later, Snyder, Snyder hires Steve Spurrier. Two years in, they go 12 and 20. Spurrier resigns from the golf course, and Snyder shocks the world by hiring Joe Gibbs, Hall of Famer, best coach in franchise, best person in franchise history. They go trade the next year for Santana Moss. After they trade Lavernius Coles away, Snyder sort of taunts Lavernius Coles on the way out by sending, they had a contract dispute, and uh, Snyder sent Coles a flat screen TV to his home to say, You'd be better off watching the games there. Uh, you know, another one of those not very creative but snide things that Dan Snyder did, ultimate loser bag. So the Redskins in 05, they go 10 and um, uh, 6. They make the playoffs again. They end up winning a playoff game, which is at the, to this date, April 13th, 2023, the last time the Redskins or the Washington football team commanders have won a playoff game. Um, they During the 06 season, it's revealed they were selling expired peanuts at the stadium. Uh, they were selling commemorative hats for the fifth anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. None of the proceeds went to charity. Um, a lot of them just went to their own, you know, to Dan and his people. Next year, Sean Taylor is killed in a uh, uh, home invasion. Gibbs retires after the season. They bring in Jim Zorn after nobody else wanted the job. They interviewed Pete Carroll, Jim Fossil, Steve Mariucci, Jim Mora, Jim Schwartz, Steve Spagnolo. None of them wanted. He met with Pete Carroll for like, an, uh, like ten hours or nine hours or something. Neither side pursues a deal. They even interview uh, Greg Williams, but they pick Jim Zorn. Well, that year, he, uh, Dan Snyder sues a seventy-two-year-old season ticket holder who, uh, you know, was not paying back. There uh, could no longer afford to keep up the payments because the recession had hit her hard, and they sued her or Dan sued her. Um, and they won $2 million in judgment from 34 season ticket holders. They go get Albert Hainsworth. Uh, that's a big disaster. They ban signs at the stadium. They fire uh, uh, Jim Zorn. They bring in Bruce Allen. They bring in Mike Shanahan. They bring in McNabb in the 2010 season's a disaster. Uh, the 59-28 to Monday night loss to the Eagles. They trade McNabb. Um, they end up getting RG3. RG3 has an unbelievable season in 2012, and then he tears his ACL after they win the division, and he's never the same again. Two years later, or and during those two years, a lot of controversies around the team name, around you know the um, uh, the cheerleaders, um, you know the uh, taking lewd pictures of the team, uh, the cheerleaders without their consent while they were naked. Apparently, um, you know they get rid of RG3. Uh, they can't re-sign Kirk Cousins long-term. They hire and then fire Scott McLuhan. Um, in September 16th, 2018, they get 57,000 people to their home opener against the Colts, the smallest opening day crowd in the history of FedEx Field. Um, 21,000 fewer than the year before. Alex Smith breaks his fibula uh, and tibia against the Houston Texans, almost dies in the hospital after getting numerous infections. Um... They fire a guy, help to boost ticket sales. Um, they trade up to draft Dwayne Haskins. They fire Jay Gruden. Uh, then they fire Bruce Allen. They hire Ron Rivera. They trade Trent Williams because Trent Williams apparently had a cancerous cyst that the team didn't really care about. They change from the Redskins to the Washington football team. The Washington Post has all these sexual assault 
stories come out against Snyder and other people in the organization. Um, they changed the Washington football team, I said that, and you know they end up actually winning the division in 2020, but they've got all this toxic work environment stuff weighing them down the whole season while they end up in 2021. More stuff that Dan Snyder gets suspended, and Tanya Snyder is sort of named the co-owner, whatever. The Wilkinson investigation happens. That gets covered up. They have a raid of the head athletic trainer, Ryan Vermillion, and um, he's placed on administrative leave. The John Gruden emails come out that get him fired, and Snyder ultimately gets traced back to Snyder. Um, the House Oversight and Reform Committee investigates the commanders. They end up changing to the commanders that offseason, and then uh, they are investigated by Mary Jo White, a former U.S. attorney for New York, and, um, excuse me, they go get Carson Wentz, gosh, and then they have a lot of people in their uh, sponsorships with the franchise. Um, Roger Goodell says that, you know, he's not been involved in day-to-day operations. The House Oversight Committee um, and, you know, the FTC, the, the government goes out and investigates the commanders. And then finally we get to fall of 2022, less than a year ago, Snyder gets, uh, you know, um, deposed, I guess, um, from the House Oversight Committee. Jim Ursay comes out and says there's merit to remove him as owner. An ESPN report says that Snyder has dirt on other people. And then November 2nd, 2022, one of the biggest days in the history of our country, the Snyders announced they've hired Bank of America Securities to consider potential transactions for selling the team. Uh, the D.C. Attorney General, Carl Racine, says they uh, the city has filed a civil lawsuit against the commanders and Snyder. Uh, the House Oversight uh, Committee... Uh, releases a big report that says Snyder was part of creating a toxic workplace culture. Uh, commanders missed the playoffs. Uh, you know, they get all these, they, you know, there's a report about a loan being made to the team without the knowledge of Snyder's minority partner, Snyder using all this money, blah, blah, blah. And then that is all led up to today, the day of our Lord, April 13th, 2023, Dan Snyder has agreed in principle to sell the team to Josh Harris. <sighs> Do you understand now, what it's like, it's not just making the playoffs five times in 23 years. It's not just winning two playoff games in the last 32 years. It's just all the crap. All Can we go one day without an investigation? One day without a lawsuit? One day without a, a statement from... Can, can, please, can we? Can we? Ladies and gentlemen, I just laid out for you the Dan Snyder era. Notice I did not once mention a trip to the NFC Championship game, let alone a trip to the Super Bowl. Not once did I mention anything about sustained success on the field. But plenty of times I mentioned all of the horrible things that happened. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what's happened. I'm not allowed to play music on this um, podcast without the express written consent of the... um, artist that does it, but uh, to quote Martin Luther King Jr. originally in DC Talk, who uh, did this song based off of what MLK said, free, free, I'm free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. And I ain't going back again. Josh Harris is in. Dan Snyder is dead. Folks, this day was coming. I may even do another one when it's made officially official. I may do another one. I may. 
but I had to do one now. Instant reaction, everybody. If you're still listening, thank you, everybody. That I can't believe you are still listening, but if you are, thank you. You're a loyal fan, and I appreciate you. Please let yourself be known to all of us. In fact, if you're still listening to this point, if you just wouldn't mind responding to my Instagram story or texting me the word bananas, that'd be awesome, just so I know who my true fans are out there. Anyway, that is my thoughts on that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, April 13th, 2023, a day of remembrance, a holiday. I posted on Facebook, it's, I'd, I'd rank it over my wedding day. It, it's just that important to me. It, the birth of my future children doesn't hold a candle. Kidding, of course. Um, so, yeah, thank you for listening. Can't believe it's happening. I'm Jacob Valier. This is the Jadava Show. Hail to the commanders.